Working Girl Talk is the podcast and community for women who work. I'm your host, Abby Zufel, and I'm here to help you feel confident starting your career journey and navigating the workplace. Now, let's talk. We're back and I'm so happy to be here. You may have noticed a little hiatus. As you may know, I work a full-time job outside of the podcast. Right now, I think it's important to be able to provide the authentic working woman perspective too, and I love where I work, so it, it works out great to do both. But I did get a new role, and it's been a pretty big change for me. So I took the last few weeks to settle into that, but also took some time to re-envision the show a little bit. I've made some small tweaks to the brand you may notice on social media, have done some interviews and things in the background. But we are officially back. No headlines this week, even though we have plenty to discuss. Make sure to head over to the Working Girl Talk Instagram account to the stories where I cover headlines, get your thoughts on them throughout the week. And we are going to get straight into today's interview. Vegan, plant-based, keto-friendly, gluten-free. You've probably heard these terms plenty of times. After all, food is not one size fits all. A lot of us are looking for food that fits our body's needs, especially in recent years. Have you ever wondered, how do you even start a food brand, especially one that fits into the categories I just mentioned? How do you bring your actual food product idea to life? What does that process look like? And what are the biggest learning lessons along the way? Today, you'll get the answers to that and more as I chat with Shane Hindis, founder of Guiltless by Shane. Guiltless is a plant-based and health-conscious dessert brand. They have a variety of mini cupcakes that you can keep in the freezer, eat whenever you please, the perfect workday snack. I don't even know how I found Shane, how she found me, but we followed each other on Instagram for a while and I've been watching what she's doing. It's amazing and I knew I had to have her on the show, so I reached out. When Shane began her modeling career, she found herself unable to devour the nut butter and maple syrup-filled vegan desserts she usually would. They may have been delicious, but they were also high in sugar, high in calories. She soon found herself scouring health food stores for crave-worthy, lighter desserts and realized that that healthier vegan dessert wasn't always healthy. In short, Shane likes to bake and ended up creating the solution herself. Get ready for a fun and informative conversation with Shane that will inspire you to live out your dreams guiltlessly. Welcome, Shane, to the show. Where does this idea come from? So you have this plant-based, vegan, these health-conscious cupcakes that are the packaging is beautiful. It's so cute. Little mini cupcakes. Where does that idea come from? Can you maybe walk us through like that first moment of like, hey, maybe there like maybe there's a need for this and maybe I'm the one to do it. Yeah. Uh, I've loved to cook and bake like my entire life. And I grew up in a really health aware household. My mom was always pushing nutrition and we had like flax crackers in our pantry before they were trendy. When I was like seven, we were like not the cool house that people wanted to come over to. And I was always so embarrassed, but she really instilled this idea that nutrition was something to take seriously all the time. And when I started modeling in my early twenties, I was plant-based at the time. And I had a really changed, I had to change the way I ate. And it was difficult because plant-based people automatically assume it means healthy, but really with plant-based things to make up for the loss of dairy and maybe the good things that make like a baked good taste so delicious, like were 
like weren't in there and I would make a lot of my own desserts. So I'd come home and I would like put to like craft these concoctions and they always tasted delicious. And I would count out like the macros. So I knew like how much protein, how much fat, how many carbs. And I got really good at it. It was something I loved to do. And I give them to my girlfriends and they loved them. So I was doing that a lot of my twenties. And when COVID hit, I was living with my mom in Long Island over the summer. And there's a lot of downtime. There's no modeling work. I was in school and in school getting my master's in nutrition. So between homework and classes, I would just, I create things. There wasn't a lot to do for me at the time. This was like the middle of COVID. And I created one day this, it was actually a loaf at the time. It was like a cake loaf, but they ended up turning into cupcakes. This like cake that was plant-based, it was low calorie. It didn't have any saturated fat. It was low glycemic. So it wouldn't spike my mom's blood sugar and it was gluten-free and it was so good. And I had everybody try it. And I was like, I don't know if this is something, it could just be a fun thing for now, but I kept the recipe with, with me. And when I got back to the city in the fall, I kind of decided to just run with it. I, I had talked to one of my friends about it and he was like, you should just reach out to people and see if anybody wants to work with you. Just go for it. I was like, you're right. I've got nothing to lose. So I joined this um, platform called Partner Slate and sent out like 50 emails, threw it all against the wall, wanted to see what stuck. Three people emailed me back naturally, like that's how it goes. And one of the people that emailed me back is my now business partner, Daniel Carsabar. And he, um, he owns plant-based solutions and he launches plant-based companies for a living. And I didn't have any cash. I was bootstrapping. I was like, I can't really pay you a lot and I don't have money to really start this, but what could we do with it? And he decided to take a huge chance on me and said, I'll do this differently. I want to work with you. And I think you have a great product here. And that was see November, 2020. So it's been almost 18 months since then. And, and it just happened. And I've been working on guiltless by Shane ever since. That is so amazing. So many like little nuggets there. Like one, like that first product kind of like getting feedback from others, even having like that bravery almost to like put yourself out there. And especially once you started looking for partners, I think that's something like any woman in their career will have to get used to putting yourself out there and taking that risk. How did you conquer any negative thoughts or like fear throughout this whole process? It's kind of the unknown. This is this, this is the first business that you've started, correct? Yeah. I've, I've never considered myself a, like a quote businesswoman. That was never like, I never identified myself with somebody wanting to do anything in business. Um, I knew I loved nutrition and I wanted to be a nutritionist and see patients, but there's still so much fear. I, I wake up every day and it's especially in the early stages of a business. It's so expensive. There are so many unknowns. We're still, we're still kind of in the launch phase. Like, and I just have to remind myself every day that if it's meant to happen, it will happen. If I keep putting in the work, it will pay off. And the fear and the negative thoughts, they, they, haven't, they haven't stopped. It was, it, they've been with me every day since we started. But I think just recognizing that if you love something and you want to make it work, you will work hard and you won't stop. If it's meant to be, it will be. And if it's not, there's something on the other side. And that's just, that's something I say to myself a lot. I love that. I'm like, okay, that's going to be like a quote already. I could see it like a graphic (laughs) on the Instagram (laughs) because that it's so true to have that mindset. And I really appreciate you being like 
um, transparent with that because sometimes it's easy. And like, even I fall into that, like wanting to be like, oh yeah, like everything's like, it's perfect. We're, we're going, yeah, the podcast, everything's great, but really on the back end, it's like, oh man, like, okay, like I'm always thinking about numbers. It's always stressful. It's always scary. Like, so I appreciate your transparency. I don't think anyone really has everything figured out. Like we're all learning. (laughs) And it's the, it's like the mind over matter and like kind of thing you have to do with yourself and perception is not always reality, but it's hard. It's easy to look at people, especially on social media and be like, they've got it together. But you and I both know being business women, women that nobody's ever really got it together. <laughs> yes. Which it's, it's comforting. And we all really do start from somewhere. I mean, every big business person you see now, like they started as stage one too. I want to dive into the actual process of bringing a product to life, especially in the food space. I think I I don't know anything about that. So you made your first prototype, had like family test it, had friends test it. Okay. Like what next? Do you have to like make it for like a factory or give them the recipe? Like how does, can you just walk us through that process? Because I think so many people don't know what that's like. Yeah, sure. I think in the, the food space is so popular and I think you see the product at its at its finished like its finished form, but I think the reality is that there's there's so many products before that the official product and my product went from being like a loaf to like a cake ball to I don't know, a large cupcake and a small cupcake and we decided to go with a cupcake was because there was not a plant-based, low-calorie, gluten-free, keto-friendly cupcake on the market. So I felt like we were really filling like a gap in the plant-based food industry. And when I had the recipe down, we Daniel helped me find a production bakery, and they have like skilled like bakers there, people with culinary degrees, which is something that I don't have. And they were able to look at the recipe, make it with me, and it and it was perfect, but they also had tips. They were like, well, if we add this or we take out this and change this, it will help X, Y, and Z. And those were things that I couldn't see because I don't have a culinary degree and I haven't been, like, I don't bake for a living. In the food space, there's a lot of people that launch businesses and make the products themselves and then ship them. But because we wanted to do do such a large volume and reach such a, a large network of people in such a short period of time, we needed to hire a production facility and a 3PL center as well to ship everything. And those are, there's a lot of them out there, but without Daniel, he was the one that had those connections and was reaching out to people. And I couldn't have done that part without him, but yes, there is a whole team on the other side that makes the product, does it perfectly. I train them to show them like how I like it, but then they also gave me feedback to say, well, we should probably do it this way since we're launching it this way. So it was a team effort. That's awesome. And how was it? actually like going to the factory because I've seen like on your Instagram it's like you in the factory like hey like it's like happening like how was that was that like a surreal moment to actually seeing it be made and then even when you have the final product I'm sure that was like pretty amazing as well I had a I had a moment because I would go in so many times there's a lot of huge trial and error period in in the factory too with bake times because we the cupcakes come frozen and like the the period between when they're baked to be frozen and trying to make sure that they came out perfectly and like the cool time. And there's, there were so many tests. So there's a lot of times I'd go in and feel frustrated and then come out and be like, I hope we get it right. And with COVID too, there's a lot of delays. So it was an emotional period, but the last bakery production, when I went and visited, I saw the bags and I saw them filling the bags and putting them through this, um, 
I don't know, it was like a conveyor belt and it would seal it and stamp it. And I just saw the bags coming out and then being packed. And I, I, I don't know if I started to cry, but I like looked to Daniel and the two of us looked at each other and we were like, it's like, it happened, like it's happening. And it felt like, this is so silly, but I felt like I was watching like my, like a baby be born. I was like, this is my child that I've been holding and working on and it's here and it's happened. And it was, it was one of the best feelings I think I've ever felt. That's amazing. It's like chills. Like I can just only imagine how awesome that was. That's so cool to see like something that was an idea come to life. And I am so glad that you could share that because I think it's really motivating for others to hear like, yes, a simple idea can really be, it can really happen. And I I think we maybe don't even focus on that. Sometimes we just see the end product. Awesome. That's so exciting. But like it had to start from just a simple idea. And I feel like that's super inspiring because I I work in the marketing field. So I have to ask. So the packaging, the branding, what was the inspiration behind that? It's so funny you asked that because, you know, when you start something and looking back, you're like, well, I, I wish I had maybe gone this direction instead. I mean, for me, at least sometimes like I, I got cold feet after I made all my decisions, but because I did it on such a budget and we wanted to launch so quickly, I had to make decisions fast. And the branding, I wanted it to be colorful and fun. I think the idea is that we were going to launch, we'll launch more desserts. So we're not like a cupcake brand. We're a, a plant-based, lower calorie, keto-friendly, gluten-free dessert brand, kind of bringing all the things to the table. And to me, that felt fun. Like that's exciting. There's nothing, didn't need to feel harsh or like we were trying to be something we weren't. It should be colorful. It should feel good. So I, I wanted it. I wanted the brand to express that. So we chose bright colors. It's like slightly girly, but not too girly. I just, I wanted people to look at it and be excited. And because that's how dessert makes me feel. So I wanted to, I wanted to show that in all of our marketing. Yes. Love that dessert. Same for me. I, I love seeing some dessert and even better when I'm eating. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> same way. It hits so many different boxes, like gluten-free, vegan, keto-friendly, plant-based. Do you work with that like high-scale like production bakery on like how to check those boxes? I'm just curious because I feel like it would be really hard to accomplish all of them. So I think that's really cool that it does fit into those categories to meet people's needs. Yeah, it's a great question. When I when I formulated the recipe, I mean, I made it so many times and I calculated it, I would weigh everything. And when you mm-hmm. bake in large scales, you have to use grams. And that was something I had to get used to, but it made it really easy for me to calculate the macros. So I would weigh something and I, I would calculate very specifically exactly how much was in each. But also when you go to package something, you need to have a nutrition label approved by the FDA. So they see all of your ingredients, how much of the ingredients are in your product. And then they can determine what the nutrition panel looks like. So we also had that cross-reference. So it absolutely checks all the boxes. And when the cupcakes are made, they're weighed as well. So we know exactly how much is in each. 18 months around is how long this project has been going. And it's a long time, but that's also like a pretty, I feel like that's pretty fast too, to be able to idea to start. I guess it depends on your perspective. I bet it feels long for you. No, no, but you're right. Like you're, you're right. I mean, I guess in July, it would have been almost July of 2020. So almost two years since I had the idea. And then November is when we officially, I officially started reaching out to people, but it it did happen kind of quick. 
Yeah. And I think during COVID, because there was so much downtime, it was easy to put, to focus all of my energy on this project. And you've mentioned multiple times your partner, Daniel, and for somebody who is interested in building a business with a partner or bringing somebody on any advice for somebody who's at that stage, like what really like resonated with you on finding a partner and like, how did you know that partnership was going to work out? I think, you know, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you always, especially in a space or an industry where you're not familiar at all. So for me, it it felt like inevitable and a no brainer that I needed to have somebody with me to do this. But I also just think I got really lucky. Daniel and I really shared this vision together and he ended up believing in me so much, sometimes more than I believed in myself, I think. But I would tell anybody who's looking to launch something, if they have an idea or they're working on something and they have questions and they need help, like it's okay to ask for help and bring somebody along for the ride because I think a team of two or three or more is sometimes better than a team of one. That can be so hard, especially depending on your personality. It can feel hard to let go. Like you feel like, oh, I can do it all myself. It's mine. But sometimes yeah. we help. <laughs> right? We're only human. It's it's great to work autonomously. I mean, you do. This is your podcast. It's just you, I imagine. I'm not sure. But so it feels good to own something and have it be just yours and you make all the decisions. And there, I respect that so much. Um, people that can do that as well. But I think in the food space or if you're launching a product, you need you need a strong group of people around you. If you want it to be like something massive, it's really hard to do that alone. Take it from me. <laughs> I Yes, like please help. <laughs> hold my hand just a little bit and I'll hold yours. <laughs> right now you have a few different flavors. I'm curious, like which flavor was the first one and how did you pick the three flavors that you have right now? I believe that the first flavor was just like a vanilla. It was very neutral. So I wanted to make like a base. It was a base recipe that kind of embodied all of the other flavors, you know, something I can work off of easily. And that was vanilla, but, and vanilla is, I like vanilla, who doesn't, but I wanted, I also, this is like one of my vices. I love artificial birthday cake flavor for some reason. Like, you know, when something's packaged as birthday cake, it doesn't get any more artificial than that. And I love it. So I was like, I'm going to make a birthday cake flavor cupcake. That's not vanilla. It tastes like birthday cake. So that was, I think the first, that was the first flavor after vanilla. And then, you know, you really need to launch in the food space. You're supposed to launch with three skews to start. That's the idea. So chocolate seemed like inevitable. I mean, chocolate and birthday cake. And then I thought carrot because I love carrot cake. And it was just something different to add something that kind of like the OG three, I could see them being around all year long and then adding extra flavors like in different seasons to make it more fun. I love it. And I, I am a birthday cake fan as well. Anything birthday cake. I'm like, well, I have to try it. <laughs> That's done the same way. Yes. yes. <laughs> like you that get it. old, like the, what was it? It was like the funfetti cake. Did you ever, it's like the, yeah, the OG. Speaking my language. Yes. This could be in two parts. So what's been the most surprising thing on like the entrepreneurial journey, like starting a business, launching a product, and then in the food space that you've learned? Okay. In launching a business, I, I, I don't know why I didn't see it and I should have known, but the beginning stages of a business feel like the most expensive. And I had this number in my head that it would be, and it was not that number at all. It just, it kept going up. So I think that was surprising to me. Not sure why it's surprising. I should have expected that. But when I realized just 
how expensive it was to launch a business because uh, a lot of it is trial and error, of course. That took me by surprise, no doubt. And in the food space, it's so saturated. And as I, when I launched my product and I got to know other entrepreneurs and see other products in the market, I realized just how fast um, the space is growing. And it's been growing for a long time, especially the plant-based food industry, but we're really at a, this is like such a pivotal moment. And I think the plant-based food industry where it's a great time to launch a product because it's so popular, but it, there's also, there are so many of them. So making sure you have a niche is super important. And that was something that I learned as well. Just the fact that the food industry you said is really saturated, that really resonates because with social media, I feel like we can feel like every industry feels saturated. Like sometimes I feel like, oh, like everyone's a podcaster, everyone works in marketing, but it's probably because I only like probably follow people in that range. So I'm seeing that. So how do you combat that feeling of everybody's doing it? It feels so saturated. Is there any like practice you do or any like self-talk of like, no, like what I have, I'm unique in this matters too. Well, it's exactly that. Cause my feed is, it means the algorithm, right? It's built off of like the things that I like and the things that I search. So it's all I'm being marketed like a new food product every day. And I appreciate them as I look at them and I look at the founder. I'm like the good for you, you're doing this and I'm doing this. But you then just have to come back and be like, but I'm doing something. We're in the same space, but we're different. I'm, my product is different from yours and this is why. And it's about finding what sets you apart that makes you just as unique and just as important as them. And the same goes for you, obviously, because there's lots of podcasters, but you're doing something so specific in your space that's separate from what other people are doing. And that's what makes these industries so exciting because you get a a little bit of everything and it would be exciting if you didn't have a variety, I imagine. What are you excited about next? What's next for Guiltless by Shane? What are you excited about right now? I think launching our next dessert product because... I'm ready to bring on another dessert. I think right now we're, I mean, being identified as we're so early and not a lot of people know us anyways, but people often say like a cupcake company where in my eyes, we're just, it's it's going to be a dessert company. And that's what's so exciting for me. So definitely launching our next dessert product is what's got me going. I love it. I love it. And you mentioned that you are pursuing your master's degree in nutrition and yeah. how do you balance that? Because I'm sure doing all of this and school that I am and modeling, like that's a lot going on. <laughs> it is a lot. Modeling is slow. It's a, it's a little slow right now modeling. So I'm, I'm a little bit grateful because having a business and then also being in school is a lot on its own already, but I'm in school, um, part-time. And so I, I, I find the balance, but it's a lot of, prioritizing and compartmentalizing your time. And that's something that's taken some practice, but I'm doing it. <laughs> I love it. And I think that's really cool. And I, I just goes to show that like everyone's journey is so unique and everyone listening to the show, we're all going to have a different path. And I, I like that yours is so unique in the sense of like modeling, you're working on a master's degree, you have this business. Sometimes if you have a business, like maybe you're not interested in getting a master's degree or going to school or vice versa. So I think that's a cool, unique perspective to add on being able to do both. Thank you. I mean, my school started before the business. So it was, it was already, I was already on the path. I didn't want to like put that to the side and stop it. I think I mean, the idea would be that I'd be this, a business donor forever and this will be really successful and I'll have a master's and nutrition degree under my belt just to have. 
and maybe see patients down the road. But I, I mean, I have no idea how things will level out. So I think, I mean, just doing whatever makes you happy and throwing it into the mix is the way to go if you can balance it. So we're going to head into the working girl talk top 10, 10 quick questions to get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's (laughs) do it. I'm here for it. My first job ever. Right out of college, I was an office PA production assistant on Law and Order SVU. I only lasted three months. It was excruciating. It was so much pressure. And I only lasted three months for a reason because I just, I couldn't handle it. But it was a great learning experience. Learned a lot about myself. Gave me a little bit of a backbone. That was my first job though. Something else. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm like, wait, we might need to go down this rabbit hole a little bit. Um, wait, so were you interested in working in TV? And I know yeah. like model, so it's kind of like it's both in like that same yeah, field. This, and this was pre-modeling. This was like I had no idea that that was gonna be what I was doing in my 20s. I graduated with a corporate communications degree and um well, my family works in film. So I had interned in the summers on TV shows and I loved it. I love production, I'm creative, I love the idea of writing, producing. And you got to start from the bottom and that's an office PA or any sort of a production assistant. And I realized like the amount of hours, like 15, 16 hour days doing that every day for probably most of my life to make it to where I wanted to be was something that I didn't have in me. And I realized I didn't love it enough if I wasn't willing to commit to that. That shifted very quickly. (laughs) That experience is probably worth it alone just to have gone through that. And now you know that isn't what you want to do because a lot of listeners of this show like are new college grads navigating that first job. And I think it's okay to change it up, test it out. And oh my God, yeah. It's all, yeah, that's what what it's for when you're like figuring out what you love and what you don't love. Sometimes you have to do it to actually realize that, hey, I don't quite think this is what I want to do. Exactly. And sometimes you have to do it to see, oh, wait, this is what I want to do. It can work both ways. Both ways. Absolutely. My day is not complete without blank. Cup of black coffee first thing in the morning. I mean, it first doesn't start without a cup of coffee. And if I hadn't had a cup of coffee in the morning, the the day just won't end. I (laughs) I need to have a cup of, that is how I start my day every morning. And it's not complete or incomplete without it. I'm obsessed with blank right now. I think I'm going through an Amal Clooney phase. I think she is fabulous and I'm fangirling really hard over her right now. Ooh, I like that. I haven't like heard about her in a while, but she's very like, I love her like vibe, like very classy. Me too. I I just respect her so much. I think recently I was in like a rabbit hole and I was reading about her and yeah, she's been, that's been my I mean, is it weird to obsess over her? But she's, (laughs) I'm having a fangirl moment. We'll say that. (laughs) Love it. And next one. Okay, this, maybe it's a mall. Um, Someone that I look up to. (laughs) I think we we can combine those. But um, no, I think, yeah, maybe I'll throw a mall Clooney in there. I think that her her work in, in human rights is outstanding. And she's beautiful. She's smart. She's poised, elegant. I, I admire and look up to her so much. I'm currently listening to, so this could be like a song, a podcast, an audiobook. I've been listening to recently, every morning, actually, I'll put on the daily. It's um, the New York Times is like a 12 minute, like what's in the news right now, today happening. 
and it's a, a habit I've gotten into. So I kind of hear like the top points in the news in the country and in the world. And that's just something that I love and it's great to put on in the background I and mean, it's like 12 or 13 minutes. And yeah, that, that's what I've been listening to lately. Love it. And next one, favorite workday snack. I might be able to guess what that might be. I, mean, <laughs> I want to say guiltless by shake cupcakes, <laughs> but I think I don't need, I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little cupcaked out to be honest. I love them, but I've been eating them for 18 months. So to my favorite workday snack, I'll have, I'll make like a little, I'll do like a crazy little Greek yogurt parfait and I'll put like some Catalina crunch on top some chia seeds and like a little almond butter. And that, that to me is like the, my favorite thing to have in the middle of the day. I love, and I need to start stepping up my workday snacks because now I'm, I'm inspired. Like I need to take it to that level. <laughs> That's, I mean, that takes, it's, it's ambitious sometimes for me to like put it together, but, but that is one of my favorite things. It, it's not, it doesn't always look so appetizing and beautiful when I do it so quickly, but I have blank at my desk always. Um, well, I'm at my desk. There's always a candle on my desk. I mean, if we're talking literally, there's always a candle, but also at my desk, I always have like a seltzer. It's my desk is, is bare. So that's a hard <laughs> one, but there's always a candle and something to drink. All you need. I feel most confident when? I feel most confident when I'm in nature, for sure. I feel like you can, especially living in New York, you sometimes you're around so many people, everybody looks a certain way. And when I'm in nature by myself or with friends, I can kind of like take off this like shell that I put around myself and just kind of be me at like my most vulnerable and like dress really down to earth and just feel, I just feel natural and confident because it's, it's really just Shane, not trying to be Shane in New York. Proudest moment in your career so far? I think definitely launching the launch of guiltless by Shane the day that we put we launched for pre-orders and I saw orders rolling in on Shopify that was the proudest moment like I had had that at at that moment the the idea that had been on paper was like tangible and I could see it in front of me and that felt incredible that's amazing and next one and last one I am inspired by blank I'm inspired by by every female entrepreneur. There's everybody who's entrepreneurial in their own way and hearing everybody's story, seeing everybody go from the beginning to the end of something to try to make something happen inspires me every day because we're all doing it together. And I try to remind myself that. I love it. You made it through the top 10. Congrats. Thank you. And where can everybody get guiltless by Shane and follow if you want to drop the website handles, all of that? Absolutely. So www.guiltlessbyshane.com is where you can purchase products and follow us on Instagram at guiltlessbyshane. Um, Also has our website link in there. Amazing. And everybody like, seriously, like this really would be like a great workday snack, like and to treat yourself after the long day. It's the best. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Shane. She is such a rock star. And that leads us perfectly into today's Friday favorite. Go check out Guiltless by Shane. Give them a follow 
order some mini cupcakes and support somebody who's really making her dreams come true. And we love that around here. If Working Girl Talk has inspired you at all today, make sure to copy the link, share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't yet, leave a review for the show. I always love to hear what you have to say and always appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to Working Girl Talk. Have a wonderful work day. Thank you.